I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Tips. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Adam Cleary and Andy Murray from What Culture Football to give you all the tips that you need ahead of Game Week 6. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcast. As I said, though, I'm joined by Adam Cleary and Andy Murray, uh, especially this week because I scored a grand total of 30 points in fantasy football so last I'm week. The high scorer at this table with 41. Yeah, that's path- why. Why are we allowed to do this I don't podcast? Know why I was <laughs> say, but the thing is, right? I really do. Despite what occasion you get in the comments, I do rate myself. You know, like mm. whatever, whatever I'm on, I think I can, I can bring something to that in whatever capacity. Legitimately, I'm sat here. I feel like fraud. Like <laughs> I have. I have not had what I would regard as one really successful game. I've had a few good ones, but I've had nothing that I'm like, yeah. There was I got like 81 points that week, but in the week where everyone got like between yeah. 70 and 90, uh, like legit, I am always a big a big advocate of never hit the panic button in FPL because you literally never know what's happening next week, and people are like, oh, he's rubbish. He's got to go for my team now. I'm panicking big time, like. Yeah, the question I was going to start us off with, uh, rather than sort of getting into who needs to come in and who needs to leave your team this week, is: is it time for wholesale changes? Is it time, Andy Murray? To use the wild card. Well, the answer to that question is objectively yes, because I am the best <laughs> fantasy football player in the office ever, and I have used my wild card this week. Um, this the simple answer to that is that six weeks in, absolutely, you should consider using your wild card because you get a second one in January, and when you pick your first team at the start of the season, it's always it's blind, blind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's totally blind. Even players who did well last season, there's no guarantee they're going to replicate that this year. To get give it a good month, let it you know fall into place. You can't sit around on your ass and just wait for Ryan Fraser to start banging in assists and scoring goals. He got one this week. Or in my case, wait until he transferred him out of your team after three weeks and then he starts getting assists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't afford to sit around. You can't settle for mediocrity. You've got to go for it. That's what I've done this week, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. And you get a new one in January. Are you tempted to use your wild card as well? Literally, the top word I've written on my notes here is wild card. Um... I um, I haven't I haven't paid for any changes this season. I've only made one transfer at a time. I've been I had a very confident outlook at the start of the season. I wanted to front load with Everton and Bournemouth because I had really Same, good opening yeah. fixtures. Um, gradually, week by week, like I've like, lost a Bournemouth player, lost an Everton player, and every time I've got rid of them, 
I, I persisted with Ryan Fraser for four weeks, transferred him out, finally registered an assist, finally got some returns. Cavalooing. Persisted with Cavalooing for yeah. five weeks, finally transferred him out, and he scored a goal. Um, have been sitting here going, ah, nah, nah, don't get on that pooky bandwagon. Like, legitimately, Norwich, it'll... It's exciting for them at the start of the season, but there are some tough fixtures coming up and people are going to figure them out quite quickly. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And when beat Manchester City, he got a load more points. I have no idea what I'm talking about, basically. Yeah, I mean... I, None. I, I enjoyed Man City losing to Norwich purely from a you know a neutral perspective. Yeah. It's enjoyable. It, it makes good. the title race more interesting, etc., etc., etc. But then I remembered, ah, yeah, three out of my 11 players are from Man City as well as my captain. It could be worse. My friend Josh was like... Man City Norwich, uh, triple captain time for Raheem oh, Sterling. Oh, you moron! I will yeah. say the big takeaway from that. Well, I'm going to like. We'll probably talk about Pookie and lol at me. I still won't put the lad in my team, even though he's probably going to end up scoring about 25 goals this year. I will until I am blue in the face, probably all season. Go no point, no point. Bubble or burst, bubble or burst, and you'll end up with some game record point haul. <laughs> However, the big takeaway from that is without Laporte, if you have City players in purely to try and accrue clean sheet points, I would have bought that quite mm. quickly um they look someone brought the stat up of like how often how well they defend based on who their back their two center backs are and it's like stones laporte uh otmendi stone like all the different combinations all of those combinations that don't have laporte in are terrifyingly <laughs> bad if you're a man city fan like almost to the point where you've got to look at like i, I don't get how they'll grind out like tight games anymore because they're gonna probably concede loads more mm. goals. Like- a, a home against Watford uh, this week, uh, which has led quite a few people to say, oh, you need to <clears> you know, chuck in Aguero or Jesus or De Bruyne yeah. or whatever. Um, take Put into one side the fact that Watford are a different a team. Yeah. A different team with a new manager, new old manager, I should say. Is there also a danger, not only with Man City, I should say, that we see some squad rotation post-Champions League. Oh, Pep does this all the time, regardless of whether there's Champions League or not, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, so that's why there's always an element of risk of Man City players, apart from, you know, he's going to have a week where he's going to throw KDB on the bench randomly. Well, not randomly, it's all tactical, obviously. Mm. He's going to throw KDB on the bench, and then Mares is going to come in, and then Tony Bones at the back, and Frankie Bastard or whatever comes in, <laughs> comes in on the wing. Yeah, he'll do it all the time. That's always the risk with City players, but these guys still consistently finish, you know, as like the top, five players in the position regardless that's the thing about City if you try and be too clever and you try and work out Pep's rotation and you try and bring City players in to match that or to go away from it you end up just you end up completely messing it up because nobody can predict when he's going to do that I will say if you do want to have City players at the back they're probably going to be more guaranteed to play now because without Laporte they're only guaranteed starters out there so you probably need to like factor that in but it's just I just don't know. Like, I don't think Liverpool look particularly assured at the back this year, so I don't even know where you go for guaranteed clean sheet points this season. Is it time to sort of focus more on maybe attacking players than defensive players? Because I had, I've spent a fair bit on my defence, but my back line, including my goalkeeper, scored a grand total of seven points between five wow. players. I am um, five between four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a bit more luck than you guys defensively this week. Well, not really that much. Alderweireld got ten, and Robertson finally got his first assist of the season. But yeah, I mean that's certainly what I've done. Well, you'll see when we get around to this week's team. Yeah, I've persisted with four four two so far. And last week I thought I'm not going to make any transfers. I'm going to just leave the team as it is because it's kind of unpredictable. And then post Champions League, two transfers, maybe even three. Just just sacrifice a few points here. Can make some wholesale yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah chances are I'm going to be hovering over that wild card button just the same. Yeah, uh, looking ahead to this game week, then, like you said, you've already hit the wild card I button. Have, man. 
How? Because what I have sometimes is I hit the wildcard button and then I realise I've only really got to make three or four changes. Yeah, I've made eight. So <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've, uh, oddly, I've only made one defensive swap. I'll, r- I'll run through what I've done here. I've got rid of Jordan Pickford because he wasn't doing bad word. Uh, replaced him with Patricio. Defensive change, Alderweireld is out, even though he got 10 last week. Idiot boy. Soyanchu, Leicester, nice cheap option. It's midfield and attack. I've gone for a really stupid thing up front and gone for cheaper forwards who are currently in form. Mm -hmm. Now, these players are going to drift in and out of form throughout the season, but I've got a couple of sellable assets, so when that happens, I can kind of upgrade them a bit. Up front, I've totally binned Harry Kane and whatever loser I had before, Jimenez, not really doing the business, brought in Abraham, Haller, and Pookie. Fashionable players, all three of them. Lots of people will have them. Lots of people will have them as their cheaper striker option alongside Naguero or Kane, but... I just kind of want to go all out on strikers because defenders aren't doing a single thing. When you were doing this team then, were the first two players you put in Salah and De Bruyne and then worked from there, basically? Yeah, pretty much. I got rid of I got rid of Sterling. Um, I There's no real logic behind that. I just kind it's of It's either fancy. or, isn't it? If you can have both. And, uh, if you, I mean, if you've got a midfield of Sterling, De Bruyne and Salah, you've got no yeah. money left. Well, the thing is, Mo Salah gets all those extra points for all the dives he does as well. So it's, <laughs> it's like, it's an instant win. Wait. Yeah, I can just hear you and <laughs> you and head exploding in the office. I brought in KDB as well because he's cheaper and he guarantees numbers, basically. I've done a total knee-jerky thing here as well and gone for this Southampton player who I hadn't heard of until the start of the season, uh, Gineppo. Bless is you. that how you pronounce it? He's getting a lot of rave reviews from Southampton fans without necessarily converting that to massive amounts of points yet, but they all seem very, very hot on him. No, to be fair, he's scored two goals in something like two starts. Mm. That's solid for a midfielder, 5.4 million, I think, as mm. well. Bargain. You stick him with Cantwell. Yeah, he's great. He's class. He's one of the must be one of the top points per player. Must be this season. He's yeah. like four point seven at the moment, and he's really good. Yeah, so well, he's it, actually the only midfielder that survived uh, my changes. Yeah, Cantwell's been one that people have, have, have kept an eye on. Wendia uh, has got four assists now for Norwich, so it could be another potential option. Adam Cleary, who who are you looking at this weekend? Well, right, I will say normally I come in here, I've made my one change, and I very smugly go, "Well, I've done this because this is this, and actually I'm going to be fine this week." And then, but it turns out I'm actually not fine at all, and I'm having an absolute shocker. So I've not made any changes yet but it will probably be the wild card now I might wait until next week because I really want to go in on a couple of Chelsea players I'd like I want to see how bad this Mason Mount situation is I mm-hmm. want to see whether Tammy Abraham you know does it against a bigger side this week instead of just you know crushing the small elite <laughs> teams in the league um I might just wait I might just wait but then you wait a game week how much half the pace do you get um I want Lanzini out. I think if West Ham, have, they've got a good run of games coming up after this week, but it's not overly great. McGinn, I do like him as a cheap option, but realistically, I probably need a stronger player who's going to start. Like He should be my Hayden in this side. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be someone who's, I'm playing every week. Callum Wilson's the only one who's keeping me afloat, really. I think Kane's been in and out of... He's played well in some games and really bad in others. Ashley Barnes is the only one I'm determined to stick with, even though I paid money for him last week and he did nothing. Well, Barnes is Barnes is one I would I would tip for going forward. He's play only plays one of the big six in his next nine, nine games. Yeah. yeah, one of the all-time great bastards of English football as well. So. I would say Callum Wilson, I must must thank, is he's the only player really keeping me afloat at the minute. I think he's delivered every single game with Bob one. Mm. He's been he's been an astute pickup. Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, big uh, quick heads up as well. Uh, don't forget that there is a Friday night game this week. So if you're going to make Get your changes, change early. don't be sat there like me, half pissed on a, on a Friday night in the pub going, oh, bollocks. <laughs> um, what are the other big games this weekend? You sort of alluded to, to Chelsea-Liverpool with, with Tammy there. It's, it depends what you mean by big games. I mean, the big games are the big games, but the big games in terms of FPL, I think... A lot of people have still got Man United players. Them going away to West Ham is going to be a big test. Um, Watford, how Watford bounced back against City because they looked better against Newcastle. City are desperate for a response. So ideally, you'd like to see them absolutely crush Watford. But Watford don't look terrible at the minute. They, mm. They've been on an improved run, so that'll be interesting for them. Um, I think a lot of people still got a lot of Everton players from the start of the season. Uh, a lot of people went in on like the more creative types, the Sigurdsons, whatever, but they've not really scored goals, Everton, this no. season. But again, it is Sheffield United, and they'll be thinking if they can do it any week, they'd like to do it this week. So, <sighs> I just don't know. Which players are you taking out, just so I know who to bring in this week? Uh, right, which, who should, right, who should I take out? Well, let's see. Right, of the ones I've got here, probably uh, Jordan Pickford, uh, Digne, Van Dijk, Zinchenko, McGinn, Lanzini, uh, <laughs> might, leave De Bruyne, might leave De Bruyne in, purely because I got in on him on week one. So the money I'd get back from him, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't think yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah. it. I got him for that cheap. Uh, maybe Sterling. Uh, Callum Wilson can stay. I love Callum Wilson. Uh, Harry Kane's probably going to go. And Ashley Barnes can stay. Um, and then Rico Hayden and Kelly in the back line. They can swivel for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an intriguing position. Because like you say, Man United travelling to West Ham. You know, people have, have got the likes of Daniel James. They've got mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford. Pogba, perhaps. And... It's a very, very unpredictable game. A bit like uh, Arsenal hosting Aston Villa. As I, you know, there's, there was a, there's a part of me yeah. that I wanted to bring in quite various. Pepe, uh, how are you doing it? Caballos? Onions. Yeah. Daniel. Uh, uh, I was contemplating bringing him in. Obama Yang is a player I've just, I just have yeah. an affinity with through years of FIFA. I want to bring him in. But like you say, I've got Aguero up front. And the moment that... You've got a sense that Man City, you know, they won midweek in the Champions League. They're looking to make a statement. They're playing before Liverpool do in a tough, you know, the day before Liverpool to really put that pressure back on them. They, But then again, if if Watford go, hey, let's just play like Norwich did, who knows what's going to yeah, happen. That, that's and like you say, who knows gonna be, who's going to be playing. I said that's... this on the Champions League preview. I think the worrying thing for Man City fans, and again, this probably bleeds into more actual football than fantasy football, but it was the very obvious way Norwich played. 
Like it wasn't like the, you know the you know Man City were you know they hit the post three times or Norwich had a fortunate penalty or something like that. It was they clearly set out to play a very particular way, and because Norwich have the raw ingredients to do that well, they beat Man City. But even a side that can't pass the ball as well as Norwich can take you know they can learn a lesson from this and probably make life a lot harder for Man City because they like they like that tactical foul if they don't get the ball back in the first minute. Hmm. And Norwich just didn't let them foul mm-hmm. them. Instead of like trying to go in for challenges or take people on, as soon as they got anywhere near a Man City player, they passed the ball away. So you physically can't foul any of their <laughs> players. And it was just such an obvious way to destabilise their approach to the game that they did brilliantly off the back of it. And I can see pretty much everybody, Waffle will try and do that this week. Of course they will, because it's effective against them. And if that, combined with the fact they're missing Laporte might not be as tight at the back, they're going to have... A harder time of it this season. Uh, Watford clearly proved against Arsenal that they can raise their game against tougher opponents. Do you mm. think that could happen this weekend, or do you see Man City returning to their old form? No, Watford. Watford raised their game against Arsenal because Arsenal are Arsenal. Um, they I, Arsenal themselves really. They, hard, they Arsenal they? themselves into infinity. Um, Watford's whack factor can't be ignored. I think they're like a real shadow of the team they were. But the the City thing again is a really tricky game because Watford stink um, and because City rotate all the time. It's really tough. I I actually think this the United West Ham game is a bit more straightforward. Just avoid defenders in that game because both <laughs> those teams will score. Um, neither of them seem to have a clue what they're doing at the back. Seems like an easy enough choice for me. I might just avoid defenders full stop with yeah. this. Like anybody who's more than four and a half million, I might just not bother with. Well, that was my my basis for the start of this season. Was you know I, I normally go gung ho up front three four three or whatever. And in previous seasons, I've had to sort of change that because I realised that if they don't score, that's kind of it for yeah. your forwards. Whereas with defenders. <clears throat> They might get an assist if you're lucky. Like they're Van, if they're Van Dyke, they score a goal, and that means you mm-hmm. know twice as much as a striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've sort of back backloaded my team, and it hasn't paid off. Edison in net has yeah. conceded. Um, Van Dyke has not done as much as I had hoped. So maybe it's time to, to change formation, like three four three, like you're saying, go go all out with with strikers. That's, that's what, what you've gone for. That's exactly what I've done. The yeah, the Southampton Bournemouth game, as you pointed out, would would lend itself to a, to a Callum Wilson. I also want to mention the the early kickoff on Saturday, Leicester versus Spurs. It's this is a game traditionally full of goals. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that Spurs back line. Like it's really tough to pick defenders out of even that. Like Kyle mm. Walker Peters looked like a shoe in. He was like four point five. Something he looked stupid. Like I swapped him out for Zinchenko at one yeah. point and chopped him straight back. And I think he got hurt last week. Aurier came in and did a wonderful job points wise, but he's not probably not gonna play, you know, consistently with any kind of regularity. Um Alder Wild got ten points last week. We hadn't done bugger all since then. It's just kinda like what the hell do you do with these players? Again, just def- let's just all avoid defenders yeah. forever, really. I yeah. might I might keep Rico in because he costs absolutely nothing. Just I don't know. Find some plucky idiot who plays in the back four of one of the lower half and one of the bottom ten sides, and then just I don't know. Hope they do something. Yeah, I've got Dinya and uh, Bernard. I do believe in my team. They are Everton are at home against Sheffield United. Could be this this be the week that they turn it around? Well, yes, of course it could, and probably because I'm going to bin. I'm going to finally bin off all my Everton players right. after being so confident <laughs> on the start of the season. <laughs> Undoubtedly, that they're going to win eight nil, and Dinya will get a hat trick. Undoubtedly, but at the same time. You gotta plan this thing about FPLs. You gotta. You can't just think about this week. You've always got to think like next week, week after, week after, week after. And look, I think I probably accrued some points. I think I did an all right job of having this Everton Bournemouth like double pronged attack at the start of the season. But I've just I've got to I've got to know when to call it quits. Yeah, is it is it now more of taking into account form as opposed to 
you know, fixture, fixture. Well, more maybe more fixtureless now. But at the start of the season, you just looked at on paper. You said, well, they, like you say, Everton and Bournemouth got reasonably easy first six games or whatever. Yeah. Um, as a, a Newcastle fan, we're sort of bleeding into the Premier League preview, which we'll be doing tomorrow. Uh, late game on Saturday. A lot of people have been picking uh, Willems now after his phenomenal goal. Yes. Uh, at the weekend. I mean, it's a rarity that he scores for Newcastle, but is this a game that Newcastle should be looking at to win? And should you be bringing in, you know, well, some I mean, of that? You, you say that, he scored on his first start for the club. Mm. So that's a pretty good return, in my opinion. But I would say he's probably not guaranteed to start all the time for the club. Matt Ritchie being fit will almost certainly have that position, or I think if they're playing a bit more conservative, um, they'll stick Dummett in in the left wing back role. It was really brave and really bold of Steve Bruce to go, oh, you know what, Tony Liverpool might as well have a crack at them. Um, <laughs> But the injuries they've got, I don't. I think Williams is maybe he was maybe brought in because the actual attacking options at the forward end of the pitch were a bit light. Uh, Almiron had done a lot of travelling in midweek. Saint Maximin um, was injured. Um, basically, I think he was there because they didn't really have anybody else who could offer too much of a threat up front. Um, I would say don't get carried away with the back of one game. Um, that goes for Williams as well as just anything yeah. about Newcastle in general. I think Williams is the very definition, actually, of a knee-jerk signing this week because he scored a goal, wonderful goal yeah. that it was. Newcastle backline doesn't look half as stable as it did under Rafa Benitez, which is no surprise because Steve Bruce is the manager now. <laughs> um, you know, he's cheap, but he's not going to score wonder goals every week and he's not going to start every week as Adam. Right, let's move away from would, the... Would you say, if you are, if you do want to go anything in the Newcastle bat line, just pick Fabian Share. Yeah, might like, lob someone from 30 yards. Yeah, might, might get sent off. It's a real roll of the dice. He's going to play and if he plays, he might do something mad. Yeah. So there you go. Um, let's move away from the What Culture Office League, which I'm... I think I the only teams I beat in our office league this week were the two banter teams, the Bastards Eleven and the team picked by Osley, <laughs> who's just picked players because he likes Formula One. He's so got the you, same names. You got beat by Phil's team with the banter names. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I had, I had Phil's banter teams in the uh, head-to-head and I beat him by three points. <laughs> <laughs> Scraped through again. Phil Chambers picks an entire team full of players with, in his opinion, Bong. funny names. So uh, l- me scrutinising over it, staying up long into the night to where I was going to play, I beat him by three points. Yeah. Um, uh, let's look at the... Fan- They'll count. They'll count, though, don't they? <laughs> They'll count. Uh, let's look at the Fans League. Uh, congratulations again to Sagar Sedhain uh, and his team, Shadow Recruit, still top of the league with 374 points in the World Culture Fans League. Uh, 59 points he scored this week. Quick shout-out as well to Ant Price, who uh, is gaining on him rapidly. He scored 100 points this week. Uh, with his team Firewolves, which, granted, was mainly helped by the fact he triple-captained Son. So by about half-time on Fair. Saturday... Yeah, brave. Stroke of genius, that, like. Where did that come from? I don't understand these people. I, I'm always hesitant to use my triple-captain. You've got to remember... Do, it never comes off. Don't don't fall into this trap of, like... I mean, and no disrespect to the lad, thinking, like, oh, this is a genius move. There are enough FPL players, right, that every single week, every single player in FPL gets triple-captained. Every single player, doesn't matter who. They all, there was that, that week Fellaini came off the bench and scored like two goals in five minutes and someone had triple captained him despite the fact he hadn't played for Man United in about <laughs> six months. Like, like, what a genius. Like, No, he just did it. Like, it was just a pure slice of banter. That, yeah. don't get me wrong, Son's it's not exactly... Harsh on Ant Price, this no, like... Unless, Son's not a massively out there pick, you know what I mean? Like, mm. he probably is a contender for that mm. kind of thing, but don't be like, how do these, how do these geniuses do it? The more wild it looks, the more just like high banter it is. I'm fascinated to see. Well done, that. Well done, you know. I like you, Ant. He doesn't. I'm intrigued to see who will ever triple captain the bastards eleven. That's what I'm looking for. Phil Bardsley. Final question then: Uh, Who's wearing the captain's armband for you this weekend? KDB. I don't know. I'll see who's in my team. (laughs) Maybe De Bruyne. Maybe. Um, 
I might I might go for Aubameyang, you know. I think if, every time I hear about him on Twitter, it's some stat like, did you know that uh, since the turn of the millennium, only Sergio Aguero has had more looks at goals than... <laughs> Then Aubameyang is just since the Vietnam War. Since the Vietnam War, <laughs> Aubameyang is actually leading for goals and assists. Mo Salah has actually executed more dives than Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap this thing up. Let us know your thoughts ahead of game week six in the comment section below, uh, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football for daily football podcasts too. Uh, you can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture FC, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary C L E R Y. Follow Andy Murray at Andy H Murray. The H stands for Harold Martin Bratback. Nice. <laughs> follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all as I said at What Culture FC. My thanks to Adam Cleary and to Andy Murray. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.